about my experience at Starbucks today. I went and got my coffee. I get coffee every day now at Starbucks. But she's always broke. And I, today, I went to pick up my coffee. And standing outside was this guy. And he was uh, raising funds for a nonprofit. Ooh, Michelle. Ah, no! <laughs> I was like, ah! Okay, so no, 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 no. As soon as I, I pull up, like, we make eye contact. And I was like, okay, he's kind of cute, right? That apple? Yeah. But I, I just stayed in my car. I put on my mask, you know, get ready to get down. And I get out of my car, and he goes, hey, you got a minute? Whatever, you know. And I was like, hold up. Like, get, let me get my coffee, right? Because, duh, I need my coffee. So I was like, hold up. And I went and I got my coffee. I come out, and I'm like, okay, so what is this? <laughs> and Raquel... I could not even focus on what he was saying because his eyes, his eyes were gorgeous. He had the longest eyelashes and they were so like a hazel pulls of honey. Just, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my goodness. Just with his eyes, that's, that's how he got my donation. I gave five bucks because of his eyes. And yet you're always broke, bro. I'm going to oh call him goodness. up, see if he can get you to buy a new pair of headphones for this podcast. It, I'm telling you guys, we're already in this podcast, and this girl says she's too broke to buy a new pair of headphones. Can you guys believe that? The dedication that she's I have to? no excuse. Oh, can we get another chair in here? Yeah, because you move way more than pause me. Pause it, pause it, pause it. Go ahead. Okay, so I didn't really do much this week because my business is still starting off. It's still in the first trimesters you know the very first steps Mm -hmm. so my work fluctuates but that just means I had a lot of time this week to myself which I really enjoyed because Mm -hmm. when work comes it comes in like waves Mm -hmm. so this week was really nice for me I really enjoyed it I went to the park oh that's right we did do that yeah I went to the park with you and Crystal Mm -hmm. and we did painting in the park that was it was like I mean it's this thing that we kind of started doing, just, like, therapeutic activities, I guess. Like, things to, like, feed our soul without yeah. having to travel, you know? Yeah. That was so relaxing, honestly. Yeah, it was. Even though it got cold at the end, but... Yeah. And I ate all the snacks, but, you know. But it was a good time. I got really frustrated, though. You know what I realized? What? That I get in over my head so much with little projects. Like, little acti- little, like, things that I have to do, little tasks... Everybody painted something super nice, and I ended up with, like, an art painting that was, like, smudged with green paint. I totally got frustrated. I ended up painting over it, and at the end of the day, the sun was setting. We had to leave. There was no more time. Mm -hmm. And all I had was, like, a canvas with green paint. Yeah. And that was it. And I ended up throwing it away because I was so frustrated. Uh But you know what? That's not the first time that's happened. But you know what? I'll still do it. I'll still go back. I'll still paint again. Because I love it. Yeah. I love the idea of it. I think you're not going to like this. (laughs) I mean, first hit me. I think you get it from dad, bro. Well, actually, we we haven't done it lately, but we used to have, like, father-daughter painting on Saturdays. We only did it one time, and it's probably because of this. We did this one Saturday. We tried to do, like, like spend time together and Uh paint. And he had bought a bunch of paints and supplies. As soon as we started, we're, like, already arguing. It was super bad. Like, we we're just both very stubborn, and we clashed because of it. So, as soon as we started, he was, like, we were fighting about the lighting. I wanted natural light to paint, and he was, like, it's too bright for my eyes. And he wanted artificial light. So, I was, like, oh, my gosh. And then he went to his room. He was about to quit. I had to be, like, nah, come on. And mom was, like, a funny mom was all, like, no, you guys have to, like, try to make it work. And, like, she was, like, super trying to, like, make it work, you know, make it happen. But I was like, what? I was like, Mom, stop. But we ended up, we ended up painting. I was, I was chill. I was like, hey, I even put music. And we put a video up on the TV to follow. Mm-hmm. We were there for, like, two hours, probably. One or two hours. But after that, he was still going at it. 
Like, he was adding little details and, like, like it had to be perfect. Like, he, he just overthought it a lot. And I was like, this is not even what this is about. Like, this is about spending time together. That totally makes sense then. I get it now. Because I cannot, like, I think it's just because a lot of the stuff that I do on a daily basis is already, like, in my creative. So, I already mm-hmm. have that that mindset that it has to be perfect. Like, it has mm-hmm. to be the best thing. It has to be my best my best work yet yeah it's a uh, i think it's the mindset because like you're looking at it like it has to be the best but really it's not about that you if you go in thinking this is about spending time with this person or this Mm -hmm. is about relaxing i don't know maybe that will help Mm -hmm. no yeah i mean i was still having a good time i was just frustrated at the canvas like when it came to me painting something i was frustrated with myself but Uh uh-huh I still enjoyed being at the park. Like, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, it didn't phase me. Like, Bob Ross says, only happy accidents or something like that. Yeah. Did I tell you this? I think I did. I'm pretty sure I was depressed senior year, but... I'm pretty sure you were, too, because... That's you... another story. She missed so much school, and Michelle... Michelle is so good at school that it doesn't even phase her. And the fact that she didn't even want to go to school, that was, like... Yeah. Like, my mom had to call the cops to get her to go to school well she had a threaten to call the cops to get her to school (laughs) did i tell you about when mom went to go talk to the counselor no she went to go tell the counselor like hey this girl's not going to school and my counselor was like uh yeah but her behavior is not that bad are you serious yeah he was like well she's yeah she's like she has high absenteeism but she's doing well in school like she's doing well in all her in all her classes and she has no behavioral problems because I guess a lot of the kids that that missed school were also getting into like trouble, trouble. like oh, okay. and so that those are the kids that they focused on. So he wasn't worried about me, and she was pissed. <laughs> she was like, "What do you mean? I came to tell you about this, and you 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 side with her." She was pissed. She was like, "I need you to tell and her he, and that it's not right." I was like, "Da da da da." <laughs> nah bro no literally mom texted me she was like if you could go because i only got my associate's degree for those oh yeah yeah, yeah. i got my associates and that was it and then i started my business and she texted me the other day and she was like if you could go back to school and get your bachelor's degree for free like and not have to pay a cent or anything would you do it Mm -hmm. and this was like a big realization for me because i had never thought of it like that and I literally, I don't know if I disappointed her because, you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. parents, like, you know, education is like a big deal and all that. And right. it is a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. you want a better life and all that. But I don't really feel like that's necessary for my life, mm-hmm. for what I'm doing. So I literally was just like, not really. Like, like for once, I could answer truthfully and be like no like i wouldn't go back to school even if it was free Mm -hmm. because that's just not my calling that's just not what Mm -hmm. like for you dude because this is the first time i'm in san diego Mm -hmm. so honestly i've i did feel like the workload is a little bit it's heavier i don't know if it's because it's online or because it's university or both but it's just a little bit like harder and I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to break me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, is this is this the point where, I like, school wins, you know? <laughs> Michelle, like, 50, school won. I, I, <laughs> it was this going to be one, but but no. That's why I was like, when I took the test, I was like, da-da-da-da-da. I was like, yep, she's back. No, but, like, is that, no, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know how you do it. Is that, like, a constant pressure for you, like, being, like, this next one might be the one that like breaks me or like my you know bro that's why i want to drop out every semester like (laughs) at at every semester i'm like is this the one where i quit but you like it or Um, you just do it because it's easy be honest uh i like that feeling of being under pressure and being able to like come through but i don't a lot of the things i study i don't like 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 accounting i didn't like that organizational behavior was pretty cool and i'm taking computer information systems that one's it's kind of boring but i like how it the classes mm-hmm. something that i really like is when the classes relate to each other like I, something i see in one class i see it in another mm-hmm. i love that and that's what's happening so are you getting a degree because you can or because 
The first one, uh, I am getting because I can. But I'm also enjoying some of it, is what I'm trying to say. Right now, I'm trying to get two. One in business and one in uh, Chicano studies. Well, honestly, it's really cool that you have that ability. Honestly, that's that's something... I most likely would not be doing this if I was good at school. That's another thing. I'm like, if I can, like, you know, like, I, I know that, I don't know, man. It's a lot of things. I feel like if there's people who really want it and they can't, like, what? how am I about to waste that? And also, all the effort of my parents, they're still working to help me get through school. So, it's like, I can't just waste that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just study ethnic studies. <laughs> but, you know, what? I feel like ethnic studies is important, too. That doesn't take it seriously. He didn't take serious my YouTube stuff. He yeah. did not take it seriously, and now I get paid to edit videos. So yeah, I know, but you just gotta prove to them. Honestly, do it for yourself. <laughs> At the end of the day, speaking of doing it for yourself and being happy, bro, are you segueing? Yeah, I'm trying to, but I keep stopping and starting over. Okay, hold on. I could do this. I could do this. At the end of the day. You just gotta do whatever makes you happy. If business, if business makes you happy, and studying and getting your degree, if that's what you feel like, that's what you need. Do it. Don't do it because you have those pressures. Even though you do acknowledge the fact that they did work hard and they, they do provide and they do all these things for you. Like mm-hmm. you acknowledge that and you appreciate it. Like you know. That being said, this is something that I really wanted to talk about today. But I don't know because I I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because. One, is pretty personal. Right. And two, like, how do I say this? Like, it, it's controversial in the sense that, like, I don't want people to think that I'm shaming my dad mm-hmm. because I don't hate my dad. <laughs> you know, like, that's one of the things I want to make clear. Like, I don't hate my dad. I'm a, what I'm going to talk about is my relationship with my dad because mm-hmm. – this kind of ties into sisters living apart because right. this was one of the reasons why I moved out. Right. And go ahead. No, I just, I was going to say it's crazy that like it also ties into that because part of the, that like you're, what you're saying that parents are a great support system. Yeah. Even that for me is like, that's an issue right now. Like a, something that I'm really struggling with is that that support and you know, this is mm-hmm. very conditional. Oh, for sure. In our family. Yes, that is. And it's sad because you wish that you had unconditional support, like, yeah. no matter what you wanted. But that's, yes. So that, that, <laughs> I see that. That's what I'm going to be bringing to the table. Yes, please do. So let me just jump right into this. I know this is probably very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is something very personal to me. So please, mm-hmm. you guys, <laughs> whoever's listening to this, just please be very like cautious, like mindful. Just mindful. There you go. That's the word. Mindful of what I'm going to say. This isn't to hurt my dad. This isn't to hurt my family. This isn't to hurt the people that I care about. I do love my parents. I do love my right. family. Mm-hmm. It's just the way things are, the way that, you know, our relationship is set up is just not for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not really, it took me a long time to realize this, that it's not what is helping me thrive mm-hmm. and be happy in my dreams and my goals and like pushing for what I want and it's something that needs to be talked about it does and I wish I could talk to my parents more about this more openly like mm-hmm. this right but you know maybe this is the way that I they can listen and actually mm-hmm. like hear me out but my parents my dad specifically like you know the way we were raised as you guys know like it just wasn't very open mm-hmm. as we mentioned previous like it wasn't it wasn't conductive of communication Mm -hmm. like everybody just kind of followed my dad because we grew up in a pastor's family so we had to follow certain rules Mm -hmm. we had to stick to those things it sounds kind of depressing but it wasn't like we thought that was normal Mm -hmm. like we didn't have a problem with that like we lived our childhood like we had fun and everything Mm -hmm. but it was to a certain standard of rules but it's like Mm -hmm. we had to do that but you know what hold up yeah yeah a little just a little thought. I feel like I got it. I Mike. I feel like my way of raising was different than your guys's. Oh, for sure, <laughs> girl. You know. Yeah. Like no. I feel like yeah. this is like I got that too. I had that structure, but I feel like I had a. I had more freedom to express myself. You know. 
Yeah, no, Michelle, she's what? You're four years older, four years <laughs> younger than me. Yeah, four years and younger. I was the third child. So we have my sister Lisa. She's thirty. She just turned thirty this month. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Lisa! And then there's my brother, who's two years younger than her. So he's twenty eight. He's turning 28 this year. Right. And then there's me that I just turned 26, two, young, mm-hmm. two years younger than him. And then I'm 21. And then, yeah, there was a large gap in between that time. So mm-hmm. you're 21. One. So, yeah, she was towards the end of, like, you know, the whole era of, like, learning how to parent and all of that. Like, towards mm-hmm. the end, they kind of just, like, eh, whatever. And <laughs> Michelle was spoiled. Michelle, you have to be admitted. That's another story. <laughs> Michelle got whatever yeah. she wants. She was daddy's girl, honestly. And I was everybody's girl, dude. Like, no, yeah, no, my mom loved you so everybody. much. Too. We definitely lived different childhoods. Mm-hmm. I was very chill. Like, I didn't realize it, but, like, my childhood, like, I kind of, I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. my pers- perspective, my perception of my childhood was great. Mm-hmm. But recently, we uncovered a, bo- a couple of home videos yeah. that my mom couldn't really see because they were on like the five millimeter like film tapes from Uh back in the day so we had to buy that same camera off of ebay like it was a super old camera Mm -hmm. and we went back and we looked at the tapes and all that and like seeing my childhood in a different way was so like eye-opening to me like damn that hurt me that hurt you that hurt me but you saw that i'm about to cry oh my gosh no no like my my or your childhood. Because no, your childhood... That you really... hurt me. Bro, I'm about to cry. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> no, wait. We're not crying. No, but... That hurt Are me. you talking about... The way that they treated you. The way they treated me? Yeah, it's not cool. It's I'm crazy crying, because... I'm no, I get you. I get you. I'm going to give you a moment. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I noticed that you thought that you were rejected a lot in your childhood. And it turned out to be the opposite because you saw all these home videos of you. Like, you were literally the title of the tapes. Like, Michelle... One. One. Michelle, Michelle two. two. Like, yeah. it was... They started documenting our childhood when Michelle was born. Mm-hmm. And so, these tapes were kind of based around Michelle's childhood and her growing up and, like, our lives pretty much playing with her anytime that Michelle would be... Like, when she took her first steps, like, mm-hmm. that's on camera and all of that. So, anything before that, like, we didn't have on tape. So, mm-hmm. Elisa, she was the first one. And obviously, like, she was, like, her child is completely different from yours. Like, mm-hmm. she she kind of took care of us. She raised yeah. us as well. And you can even see that in the tape. She's, like, carrying me, holding me. Yeah. So, pretty much, Elisa was kind of like a second mom. Yeah. mom. Mom did a lot. Like, she was there for us. But once she started working, Elisa helped her a lot mm-hmm. with us when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of, I was that kid that was just, like, always down for anything like i was Mm -hmm. always happy and there was no problem Mm -hmm. but then looking back at those videos like i realized the certain ways like that my mom would talk to me or that Mm -hmm. like i never really heard my dad on the tape so i don't know how he talked to me but Mm -hmm. just like it did make me sad like i'm gonna be honest it did make me sad me too because i thought my childhood was different Mm -hmm. so now i'm questioning so many things like about my childhood i'm Mm -hmm. like was this reality or was this just my perception you know Mm -hmm. this is what they painted to make yeah like in the videos i think i want to give an example because like no no i don't know but for example (laughs) she'd be playing with me and and she would get in front of the camera my mom's like move or kill like get out the way you know you're blocking michelle or something like that very harsh and and my mom like my mom owned she saw and she owned up to it and she realized like that was wrong and she apologized but i don't know if you wanted me to say that no yeah no it's good that you said that that my mom now when we uncovered the videos recently and we went back and saw them she was like wow like and it was literally michelle's what first birthday second birthday or something like that we were singing Mm -hmm. and then i don't know how the topic of fish came up when we were like in the video you Mm -hmm. see somebody talking about fish Mm -hmm. and i'm like ew fish i don't like fish Mm -hmm. and then my mom makes a comment like behind the camera she's like yeah you don't like a lot of things but like she kind of like gave that attitude like and i i don't know like why do you say that yeah anyways and raquel is sad because raquel like just like she has no idea like she mm-hmm. has no idea that these comments are like hurtful yeah like she's they're just not... like oh okay like you know yeah she's like whatever i adored my parents like respected them highest respect they were like my heroes you know mm-hmm. so i never questioned anything they said mm-hmm. 
But once I started growing up, I started looking at the way that they would talk, the way they would handle themselves, and just, like, the energy Mm -hmm. that our household had. And I just didn't like it. Because we were a pastor's family, there was a lot of rules. Because it's a Hispanic Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of rules there. Yeah. For those of you that don't know. And we couldn't go sleep over people's houses. Our friends eventually, like, if they could... They would come, but it won't be once in a while. Mm-hmm. So when we moved over here to the Bay Area mm-hmm. and we started going to church, that's where we met Crystal. And so hanging out with her and hanging out with like the kids there, like that was the first one of the first few times that we were started able to sleep over other people's houses. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to see other people's parents mm-hmm. and how they would raise their kids. And I'm like wow like your parents aren't like mine like Mm -hmm. that's when I started to realize like this isn't the only way to live like this isn't the only way to think Mm -hmm. you know there's not one way of doing things and I liked the other ways like I preferred something it was just a lot of you're too young you don't know Mm -hmm. yet you haven't experienced the world and there was a lot of fear Mm -hmm. that I felt like I wasn't capable of doing things on my own I know they were trying to protect us, which is any na- natural instinct from a parent. Right. But at the same time, like, instead of pushing your your kid to, like, do bigger things. Experience. To, to experience things. They would always, like, be like, no, you can't do that. I'll do it. And so I wasn't able to develop those things about what I like to do because I wasn't able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started driving, like, when I started getting my car, just to get my driver's license... My parents knew that that was a big deal because then I would get my first car and Mm -hmm. then I would be able to go where I wanted. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal for them. Even though I was a third child, like Mm -hmm. Elisa, she like she did what she wanted, but she did it. Yeah. Can you explain it? I was actually talking to mom about this earlier this week. The way mom described it, I think it's pretty accurate, is that she always did things like she was determined and did things, but always in the in the eyes in their favor, like. She never did things without talking about it with mom and dad and, mm-hmm. like, saying, why, like, this is what I want and why. And they respected her for that. So that's why they would let her do it because she came up with, like, a good argument. And, you know, like, she mm-hmm. did things the right way. And I am <laughs> and I have that in quotation. Yeah. yeah. So they acknowledge that and they recognize it and they, that's why they let her. Yeah. But also I feel like what she wanted to do followed and that too their guidelines right so it worked out for her yeah in that sense it wasn't easy for her i can tell you that mm-hmm. like she went through a lot definitely and maybe she could give her own like you know can't speak for her yeah but. no for sure i would love to have her on the podcast <laughs> but this is what this is what mom said this is what i'm saying that mom said yeah because i came up wanting to <laughs> i know we're talking about something else but i i came up to them saying hey guys i want to study abroad next semester or something and they're like, nah. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, uh-huh. if Elisa would have asked, and they're like, nah, she did things the right way. You know, they were trying to explain to me why. Uh-huh. And it's like, whatever. No, but that's another thing you said that's a good point, that she was able to, like, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I suck at. Like, I cannot communicate with my parents in a way to make them understand what I'm trying to say. Like, you would think that what you say is what you mean in their ears, Mm-hmm. But that's not true. And that's something that I've had to learn myself mm-hmm. to stop doing. Like, you say one thing, but you mean another thing. That's mm-hmm. how my parents are. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't able to defend myself on the spot. And to this uh-huh. day, I still struggle with that. That's, yeah, that's kind of where my my issues are. Not so much fear. I feel like I've been able to express myself more and talk with them. Just keep in mind, like, my parents, they're not, (laughs) like, I just want to remind everybody that my (laughs) parents are not horrible people. Like, they just grew up with really difficult childhoods. Like, each one of them went through difficult things. Mm -hmm. And there's just only so much that you can learn in those kinds of environments that you think you're doing something different, better Mm -hmm. in your next family that you create mm-hmm. and so she has come forward she has apologized and we're in a different place than we were mm-hmm. but I would like for my dad to be in my life more but I've gotten to the point where I'm so happy where I am and I cannot communicate with my dad peacefully mm-hmm. without things turning into arguments and all of that my mom made the effort to 
change her communication styles Mm -hmm. to be able to communicate with me and so that has helped me we've both made the effort but with my dad I've made the effort several times and he hasn't really tried to change his communication styles and I've just made the decision to stop (laughs) because I'm hurting myself and continuing to try like I'd rather see him and be in the same room with him but without talking than to be engaging and then it potentially risking hurting my soul like hurting myself it's been a while since I've talked to my dad mm-hmm. you know I I say hi to him but that's as far as it goes but he texted me the other day and he reached out finally and he was just like is there something that I can do he's like I know our relationship could be better and for the longest time like I that was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I haven't answered the text yet yeah. because I I was at a point where I didn't even know if I wanted to try. I was yeah. over it. I was like, you know what? I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I love my dad, but I just can't. Like, he yeah. has to realize for himself that he needs to change. Yeah. And I told him that, and I just stopped. Like, I left it, and I haven't talked to him since. And so now that he presented that, it could be, you know, my dad is really good at speaking. He's really good at talking people into being on his court, being on his side. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is something that he's just saying to, for me to just get back into like talking to him and then starting the cycle again, or if it's something that he's genuinely feeling. And that's my issue. That's my issue. The fact that I had to be like that, the fact that you think like that, the fact that I think like that, that's what bothers me. Because for me, he tells me that he's going to help me financially support me Oh, because I said that in the intro, like, they're mm-hmm. really good help, right? Yeah. More so on the part of my dad, it's hard to believe because, like I said, it's very conditional. So they're like, yes, 100% full-on mm-hmm. support you, and you're, you're nodding because you, you, you... A living proof, too. bro. So you many examples. Too. But then it's, it's hard to trust because, you know, like, any little thing, it's like, oh, you're doing that? I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's very, like, it Condition. sounds condi- unconditional at first, but I don't trust it because I already know that any little thing, they'll be like, I'm pulling I'm pulling the plug. And it and it, it makes you feel helpless. It makes you feel like, okay, any little thing, and you're going to pull the plug. I don't want to have to feel like I depend on you that way. Yeah. There's always a sense of, like, they're still in, like, controlling in your steps. Yes. When you want to go forward, they kind of are like, okay, I will let you do that, but you have to be doing this, yes. this, this, this. Let me just give you an example. My car. <laughs> That's like the number one example that I have. I'm so happy. Like, I love my car. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I love my car. I have an Audi. I asked my my parents, I was like, hey, can you guys help me co-sign? Um, I'm just going to be transparent. I don't really care. Numbers are numbers. So the car payment was $600, which was outrageous now that i have looked into all the car stuff and learned how to pick good deals and stuff it was a crazy car payment the interest was 12 percent, which is crazy and it was audi so the oil changes were like a hundred something north so maintenance for those parts since it's a european car it's more expensive everything was more expensive but Mm -hmm. they said we'll help you i think they had the best interest in mind Mm -hmm. but it was very not thought out well right and then after that they would be like okay well you're gonna have to take care of your insurance from now on if you don't this this is that if you're gonna keep mm-hmm. going out yeah. and and doing this this is not like things that they didn't see like they just always wanted to be in control of where you went what you did who you were with you know what i think i don't think they wanted to be in control and everything i kind of get the mindset i'm not saying it's okay but i get yeah. it because i've seen it several times it's like Look, I'm gonna do this amazing thing for you, and then they demand gratitude. That you couldn't have said it better. Then they demand gratitude. So if you really like, they want you to truly understand what you they did for you. So if you really understood what that meant, what they, that sacrifice they made to get you that car, you wouldn't be out spending money outside. Uh-huh. You're you're tr- you're the money that you get from your job. You're trying to put it to the insurance because you're grateful and you know and you're gonna try your best to appreciate that sacrifice yeah. the problem is <laughs> you can't demand appreciation you can't demand that 
I'm sorry. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. You can't demand that. No, that's so valid. Like, if you're going to do something, like, if you're going to accept. Like, I did ask them. I was like, hey, can you help me? Right. It's not to expect something in return. It's because you genuinely want to help that person. And it's coming from your heart. It came down even to, like, the Wi-Fi password. Like, there was, like, yeah. that was just how our household was. Like, if you didn't do this, I'm going to change the password on the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have Wi-Fi. Bro, and then I'd be like, um, I have assignments. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that always, that always got me on the Wi-Fi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah. But, you know, when you're not going, like, when you're not in school anymore, like, that's. There was just so many, like, little conditions yeah. that just made it not feel like it was love, unconditional love. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it didn't feel like home. Yeah. It didn't feel like a, a like a warm, inviting. Like something a family. Like, like family, yeah. And, and because of that, I lost a lot of trust in my parents. Like, I didn't know if they were doing it because they really cared about me or if they just wanted something out of it. There was a lot of arguing as well. Like, just the way we communicated was not healthy at all (laughs) there was a lot of arguments and a lot of double meanings when with what they said and it was very verbally hurtful Mm. (laughs) verbal not verbal oh yeah it was verbal verbal abuse but Mm -hmm. for me because i'm a very sensitive person yeah and i'm not able to defend myself like that because because i know words hurt because they would hurt me verbally and i wouldn't want to do that to other people so i would rather not say anything which ended up being worse you know yeah and see that's something i still gotta deal with but the way i am is i i and some days i don't like some days i probably won't take it and i'll probably say something back but my dad does use very strong words sometimes hurtful words intentional to me i don't like to say it that way but i know that i'm i'm really trying to take advantage of the fact that I can live at home and to me it's like having to put up with those things I don't mind it but some days it some days it's hard some days it's like I can do it because that's the way I am I'm not gonna because sometimes he'll say shut up to me or he'll say idiota you know Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm not I'm not gonna take that you know Mm -hmm. and I say do not talk to me that way and I know that it's not gonna go away because that's, you know how you say? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. That's just how he is. But to me, it's like, I'm going to establish that if I have to keep doing it over and over. Because I have to, li- like, I have to live there. And I and I have to make it work. And honestly, that's another thing with me. It's like, I feel like I have to make my relationship with my dad work in order to be good in the future. Why? Because if you... Like, I don't want to be having daddy issues. I was thinking that on the way. <laughs> like you? No, <laughs> not like you. Like, I mean, I already have them, but I feel like, yeah. like, I think, like, it's better to have that really, I don't even know, bro, at this point. Sometimes it is pretty toxic, but, like, I have to be very, very aware when I'm talking to them. My mom says, okay, you want to go do that? Okay, then we're not going to, then you're not going to have your dad's protection. What does that mean? I have to say, what does that mean? So I have to like blatantly say by saying i'm not gonna have my dad's protection do you mean i'm not going to have my tuition paid for me and then she just says yes okay say that then i say and that's where i feel like that's where we're different like you won't go in and be like what do you mean yeah i just don't have that kind of patience like i have to. if you're gonna tell me tell me i have to yeah they want to sugarcoat it but they they know what they're saying yeah and honestly, what you're saying is so true. Like, what led me to actually leave, and I feel like this was very personal, like me and you. This was like a big moment for us when when I left because you were going with me. You were going to go with me mm-hmm. when I left. Yeah. And it wasn't one of those, like, planned out things when yeah, I it was left. In this, the... Unfortunately, when I moved out, it was not something that was pleasant. It wasn't positive. It wasn't happy. It got to the point where I was tired of my parents arguing and the environment that was there. And I was just like, you know what? I'm out. And Michelle was about to tag along with me. I was like, I'm going to go. A lot of hostility. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was a difficult moment because my, my dad would always threaten me, like, if you're going to keep going out and you're not going to come back at a certain time. And I, I understand, like, you know, right. there's curfews and stuff. But right. my curfews were always 
whatever they felt was it was like it wasn't something set it was like some days it was 10 other days it was 8 other days it was 5 p.m like it it wasn't like constant it didn't feel like they considered me as a person my dad would threaten me he'd be like you know what if you're gonna keep doing this just leave and if you leave don't come back Mm-hmm. and there would be times where we'd be like, if you're not home by this time, we're locking the door. We're changing the chapas, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you get that too. And I no, was always, I get, if, if you don't come back by a certain time, your stuff is going to be outside. That's just not something that I wanted to come home to because literally after I moved out, like it just got to a point where I was like, okay, fine. Like, and I would ask him like, are you serious? Like if you're kicking me out, if you're saying, leave and don't come back are you do you mean it and he'd be like yes you know but it was him being tough and then my mom'd be like no he's just saying that because he's but no you cannot excuse that you cannot excuse those actions like you do not talk to your kid like that if you don't mean it don't say it and there was something that happened where my dad and my mom separated and then they were coming back and i told my mom when my dad came back that if everything was going to come back go back to how it used to be with them always arguing i didn't want part of that like I didn't want to be around that mm-hmm. and it went back to Hoa's <laughs> so yeah. I was just like you know what I'm not doing this and so then Michelle was about to get in the car and they told her too they were like well same goes for you if you leave you're not coming back and I think I I chickened out guys <laughs> she looked at me bro I, I remember like, this bro. I was like you're like sorry bro I, I know like, <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own bro <laughs> I looked at her and I understood yeah. because she was still young like yeah she's she had clear plans on what she wanted to do yeah and that's still my mindset yeah and i was at a different point in life too so but i knew she could handle it like she could take it i couldn't i just the way i was set up the way i'm built i just can't take that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and that's how i moved out (laughs) Mm -hmm. but all to say that my relationship with my dad since then this been what over the course of three years yeah it's been long it time passes by so fast but i've lost unfortunately i've lost trust in my dad and i just don't really believe anything he says i don't know what's genuine and what's not just because he's so well with words i i'm for sure not gonna make any more effort because i know i owe it to myself and to my happiness and to my future like like for you you feel like you need to have a good relationship with dad Mm -hmm. to be able to be good in area in every area no no not it goes more than that because i know like i said in my future Mm -hmm. like you want your parents to be part of your kids lives you want yeah like which you know what let's get i'm sorry can i just throw this out there i don't want them to be a because i i want to adopt i don't know if you guys know that but i I really want to adopt that's that's something that god put in my heart since i was small honestly i that's that's very like not a lot of people are yeah open to that yeah and that's a big deal like i knew that from the beginning I, not from the beginning but i knew that from a very early age that i i wanted to adopt and i've talked about this with my mom and dad several times and every time they tell me that they're not going to accept them as their own so i i don't know i don't think it's going to work out unfortunately i would like that 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 was something i saw in my future is like my parents I'm at their house that I hopefully help them buy, you know, mm-hmm. and my kids are there and hey, that sounds weird. <laughs> but right you now. know what? I've, I've never, every time I would imagine you with kids, I never imagined them being your kids. Can you believe that? Ever since That's weird. you were little yeah. and you talk about, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a switch. <laughs> Cause the show, this is a joke. Okay. She doesn't mean this, but like, she would always be like, yeah, I make my kids like, do my chores. I don't know. I said that. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to have a little sweatshop with my oh kids. Oh, my God. I think it was a joke because I was going to have a lot. Yeah, you're going to have so many yeah, kids that you're going to have a sweatshop. But no, but no, she's not. But every time I imagine you with kids, I always imagined you with not your biological kids. It's weird. Yeah. But I see that for you, and then I'm happy for you for that. Yeah. Like, Because I feel like you were built for that. Yeah. And I feel like that too. And obviously, her, like, our parents aren't for that. No. So. I mean, it sucks, but if they don't want to be a part of it, then they don't want to be a part of it. You know, I can't force that. No, and then mom even said, she was like, no, yeah, I will. As long as you have your own first, like as long as you have your own and then, and then like you can have others. It's like, and then I told her, but you're obviously going to love the ones that are my own more than the other ones. And they're like, and then she's like, well, duh. Um, okay. The fact that you're admitting that, that's kind of like, that's kind of sad. Like, 
I'm not going to bring my kids around you then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not. That's not, that's always been conditional love, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, <laughs> another reason is, like, I, for me, it's not all doom and gloom. That's another thing. It's not like, oh, I have to tolerate them 24-7. Like, we have our good moments, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'm literally, and this is scary, but I'm literally a replica of dad. Like, physically, I feel like I'm the girl version of him. And a lot of the things we think the same way, a lot of our reactions are the same way. I've I've looked at this. For example, if we're feeling really sad, I learned that I would disconnect. Like, how we show that we feel sad is closing off. You know, you want people to be like, oh, what's wrong with them? Like, you know, pity. like, yeah, you want people to be like, oh, what's wrong? Why are they so quiet? Why are they off to their own? Like, and it's not healthy. And I've had to realize that and learn what's the healthy way. Obviously, you say what you're feeling. You say, hey, I feel disrespected or I feel hurt. You, What mm-hmm. you said hurt me. Yeah. Not just closing up because the truth is people don't care and whether they apologize or not you said what you had to say you move on that's it i've had to identify those things but also that makes for a good time because we're very similar so we're both like joking we're both having a good time you know we can get along and with my mom it's cool because like you said she's developed new communication styles and so she's someone that i can really talk to and feel comfortable talking to (laughs) you know feel comfortable yeah opening up to yeah because she's a really great listener and and she helps me grow she has pretty good advice too yeah even though we say you can't teach an old dog new tricks like it gets to a point where they have to be willing to change in order for them to actually change and my mom did that well also she went through a lot she went yeah she went through a lot but she was able to change like she did that for herself she chose that for herself and I feel like my dad has been kind of just been like, well, this is who I am. It is who I am. It is who I am. I That's can't be any other be. way. Yeah. I don't know if he knows how to change, but uh, he has to be willing to actually change instead of just talking about it. And That's then- another thing. Like, mom and I, we we really do have hope. And we, like, I pray for dad and everything. There, I'm not going to, you're not there for that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, like, there is moments where you're like, whoa you know mm-hmm. and it, and i've gotten good at discerning when it's genuine and when it's not mm-hmm. well one morning he was he was praying and right away i thought fake and sure enough later that day he caused the scene so like i just know when it's when it's like for show and when it's like something genuine yeah and you know the vibes yeah. i don't know like for me i've I've gotten good at recognizing yeah, it's very showy it, like yeah. it's very performance like right perfected and but then other times when he said to me like genuinely we're in a conversation and he's like oh i'm sorry or something and then you're like whoa it catches you off guard and you're like whoa and that's when you see there's like moments where there's change mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I trust that God's doing something there. Honestly, like, I'm not perfect, you know. I still have, I still struggle with communicating with him, communicating with you. Like, before this podcast started, like, I, like, I recognize it after. I feel bad, but I recognize it after. <laughs> I'm like, dang, people call me out. You do that. Mom does that. People who know how to do it well, and they call you out. That's the people you need. That's the people you need. You heard it here. You know, and that's how I know that I'm still learning because you're right. Like I came in with an attitude of let's get this done. Let's get this quick. And I'm projecting those feelings onto you and you and mom. The Virgos. Callate. <laughs> Aries, the- Aries ruled the world. <laughs> no, but um, shout out to Crystal. The Leo. Hi. My Leo. <laughs> anyway, sorry, no, 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 we don't believe in horoscopes, okay? Cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in horoscopes, no, but we no. just... I just joked around joke about with it. that for a bit. But anyway, uh, and that's how I'm like dad, too. Like, he's very like that, too. Like, very like, no, like, ah, mm-hmm. ah, ah. Like, we need to get this done. Or just like, very like projecting what you mm-hmm. feel. And you're not taking into consideration other people's feelings. And you guys feel that. And I don't know how you do it, but you guys feel it and you're still calm about it and you still like say like bro chill, chill. like you did not even need to come out like that 
coming off like, like that. that. Yep. And and you guys are good at that, and that makes you feel bad. You're like, Psh, frig, you're right. And then you're like, I didn't have to do all that. But then that's how you learn. Yeah. No, but the fact that you recognize it is a good thing, though. Yeah. See, that's the that's the opposite. Like some people don't. They're like, they'll say it, and they're still like, no, I had a reason to go off. And it's like, no, you you didn't have to put like in this situation. I was feeling stressed out about my schedule and my timing and the podcast and i wanted to make time for it and i get here and things are not going the way that i planned it i'm I'm getting here late we get here and the mics aren't working you know and these things are throwing me off and and, and taking up time and instead of you know going through it or managing it coping with it mm-hmm. learning ways to handle stress you know take a few deep breaths man i I teach this to my kids i work at a school and i say that to my kids you know you actually have to apply it but instead of doing that i just project it onto raquel and i'm telling her hey like like i'm i'm expressing my frustration and i'm and i'm telling her like i we need to get started and that just makes her feel rushed her feel and i don't even recognize it so she has to tell me bro calm down like you're you're making me feel anxious and I'm not taking into consideration that I'm making her feel that way. And then she has to tell me, and then I'm like, dang, you know? This is, like, like I know when that. we're talking, like, when we're hanging out and stuff, like, it's a whole nother vibe. And, yeah. and we're still getting used to recording and having mics in our face mm-hmm. and opening up mm-hmm. to a third party. Right. So this is a whole new environment for us. And we're, like, even though, like, I'm taking a risk by, like, sharing something personal, like, mm-hmm. I-, I want this to be the exact same vibe we have when we hang out mm-hmm. but just with mics in our face like yeah. just with headphones on and mics in our face because there's got to be somebody out there that needs to hear that they're not the only ones you know yeah. i'm not saying like it was like oh a survival story you know i'm not i'm not trying to exaggerate it but like for my life and what i was looking for it wasn't something that i needed and something that wasn't really helping me like i needed to move out in order to be able to grow i don't know why i wasn't able to stand my ground and i don't i'm working on that but i feel like there's a lot of people out there that aren't able to do that they're Mm -hmm. not able to just get up and go yeah and i'm grateful that i was able to take that risk and the resources that i had i mean honestly i don't think that you should have to stand your ground though you know what i mean you shouldn't have to because there are people like that Mm -hmm. no yeah you should feel appreciated you should feel unconditional love you should Mm -hmm. feel comfortable in your own space you shouldn't have to second guess your words Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to carefully place what you say Mm -hmm. but that's just how certain mindsets are and and that's another thing that i had to change you know when I, when I left, it was crazy because I didn't realize how much it, it affected me. When I moved out that first week, I caught myself checking the time. Like, oh, what time is it? What, what time is it? And I didn't have to be home anymore. But I still <laughs> caught myself like, what time is it? Oh, my God. Like, I would panic. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to check the time. Like, it's just something like that that you realize, dang, like, you're anxious i'm i was always like checking the time i was always needing to know like it was just something that was not like i wasn't at peace Mm -hmm. that was some sort of like trauma i would say like even even though it's not like something painful right but why was i having to check the time like it was just an instinct yeah it was psychological it literally took me about a week or so to stop doing that because I was with Crystal. I was like, wait, what time is it? I was like, wait, I don't have to check the time. <laughs> I was like, I could go where I want. And literally yeah. that that was just so freeing. Like being able to make decisions for yourself and think for yourself and feel for yourself. And mm-hmm. and I'm taking it step by step because I still have to figure out my relationship with my dad. Like I, if yeah. I even want that. And it's an ongoing process, but I really want to keep you guys posted. And, and I wanted to share that. Yeah, I think that's what like made it because I was always like, yeah michelle no yeah because michelle was the youngest yeah like they kind of just gave up on parental like roles on her and so Uh they let her kind of do whatever she wanted and she kind of she was kind of genetically built that way though i feel like from the beginning she was a she was like it was nature and nurture yeah nature and nurture (laughs) no but thank you for bringing that up i think that's a 
very important topic to talk about yeah if anybody out there feels guilty because i felt guilty for so long for feeling that way i just want you to know that it's okay like you have the right to feel uh you have no i don't agree really oh my gosh no, i feel like no, we like... picked this up on the next podcast <laughs> no, we can like, dive in no no like see okay i don't i feel like some things that you're saying are very like oh like i got out and like i this is the best for my own happiness and it's like i i'm gonna do me i don't hold that same attitude well see, i don't know i don't know i just no. got into it. it's a good thing that you bring that up though because i feel like there's a lot of areas in my life where i feel like are very controversial like biblically yes <laughs> and see that's the thing yeah that's the thing well like for me i'm very like i get conflicted when i hear those things because like i don't fully support you just going off like coming off like that <laughs> <laughs> i don't fully like support you just like I mean, I respect, T, this is going back to episode one. I respect your your point of view, and I, I'm not saying, like, you got to do what you got to do. I don't completely understand it because from what I, I wouldn't do that, like, I'm not going to completely cut off my family because they do mean something. But yeah. uh-huh. tampoco, you know, you're on the other hand, you're not just going to be like blood. As long as they're blood they're forever in my life Obvi- uh-huh. no like obviously not if i'm not I haven't talked to you in years i don't know you it's not you know mm-hmm. or if you're toxic you know that's something i have that i'm struggling with is like okay if they're toxic can you cut them out mm-hmm. it's like i don't know man because my mom will be like no you gotta go- get through it but i'm like okay but when's when does the point come where enough is enough you know like, yeah like i'm not gonna spend the rest of my life being verbally abused you right know, taking that when i know i can't handle it right like you recognize certain things so i feel like there should be a balance yeah like i'm not a hundred percent blood is blood mm-hmm. but also i'm not a hundred percent like no yeah yeah <laughs> i know yeah it feels that way that's what i'm saying i just i Ooh, just you gotta cut that that's yeah like a no. no yeah but i feel that way i'm like <laughs> i see that i'm like no you're definitely like i'm that's it yeah i've had enough honestly i'm I, it's a whole controversial it's like a whole another topic like i think i'm such a, an advocate for people being able to choose because i wasn't able to choose mm. growing up so makes it's sense, not necessarily it's not necessarily that I believe in being able to cut people out. It's just I believe in people being able to right. It, to I think choose. Yeah, it's not an attitude of defiance or being like rebellious. It's uh-huh. not like where you're coming from. Like you're coming from. I wasn't able to choose, so now you want to be able to choose. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of Sisters Living Apart. I'm glad that we're able to have these discussions. These talk about these things very openly. Join us next time for another thoughtful insightful conversation i hope you stick around don't forget to subscribe follow rate and review and have a great rest of your day yeah see you guys on the next one